Hi, this is Farah Osbeck. Welcome back to Military Law and Life Matters, the podcast that arms you with knowledge so you don't become a victim of injustice. So happy to be back again this week on my little podcast journey. And today I have an interesting case. It's not very long to discuss, but um, it's a Coast Guard case. So I, you know, I've had clients from every service, the Army, Air Force, Navy, the Marine Corps, um, I've also had Coast Guard clients. Uh, I had about three, three or four. Um, they're the least. Of course, they're the smallest um, service. But interestingly, you know, you kind of wonder, okay, what's the Coast Guard? They don't fall under the Department of Defense, actually. Um, they used to fall under the Department of Transportation, but now they're under the Department of Homeland Security. So when I had a personal appearance with a client several years ago, I had to go to their headquarters in Washington, D.C. It was a, like a fortress to get into. Um, but it was really cool. I had a really good board. I, I really enjoyed that. And uh, yeah, so just a little bit of trivia, because everyone listening is probably not in the Coast Guard, and you may not know. But yeah, so, um, you know, they're considered a military service, because in times of war or conflict, the president of America of the United States can transfer the Coast Guard assets under the Department of the Navy. So very interesting. And they have, um, they're commanded by a four-star admiral known as the Coast Guard Commandant. So a little bit of trivia for you today. And, you know, you always wonder like, well, what's a Coast Guard person called? Well, you know, Army, it's a soldier. I mean, we're talking about enlisted Army, it's a soldier, Air Force, Airman, um, Navy, you know, sailor, and for a Marine Corps, um, a Marine, a Marine. I've had a lot of Marine clients, actually. They're so, so professional. Um, now, for the Coast Guard, just so you so they're called Coast Guardsmen, and then kind of slang and formal is a Coastie, but they have ranks. So when you come in enlisted, you're like a seaman recruit or a seaman apprentice. You, you get uh, promoted to a seaman and then petty officer, third class, petty officer, second class, petty officer, first class chief petty officer, senior petty officer, and then master chief petty officer. So pretty cool. Um, yeah, those are the ranks because they're different in every service. You know, you know this, the ranks for your service, but then different names for the different services. Okay, so that's my trivia for today. But let's talk about this case. This is a Coast Guard case. Their write-up was really short, but it was a simple kind of case. So this guy, I, I'm, I don't know, I'm calling him a guy, but this Coast Guardsman, doesn't say if it was a he or not, but the applicant basically was discharged. Now they got an honorable discharge. It wasn't even a general, but it was for unacceptable conduct. So I'm assuming he didn't really commit misconduct, this Coast Guardsman, but what he probably did was he wasn't cutting it in his work. Work. He wasn't performing whatever the job he had. He wasn't able to do it or he was failing the test. Sometimes you have these little proficiency tests to, you know, move along in your career. This person was uh, probably not doing that well because it, it, it doesn't give exact facts, but that's what I assume based on other experience I've had with cases. If it's due to unacceptable conduct and um, it was, and he got an honorable, like, so he couldn't have been like misconduct, but it, you know, it says in the write-up that the person committed seven acts, separate acts of unacceptable conduct. And they were trying to put him on probation to correct the behavior, um, just wasn't cutting it. So he, they said he's just unsuitable, you know, due to his inaptitude. Again, inaptitude, I'm assuming it's like the job ability, not able to do it. Again, that would explain why the person got an honorable. So the, the, the teaching point in this case is though, you know, the board denied it because the, the person, you know, 
just said, well, the reason they didn't ask for a change in the discharge characterization, honestly, obviously, because he got an honorable. But what he said in his application is, well, the reason I was discharged for inaptitude is I was seen in the hospital for a head injury. I had some type of head injury in the birthing area. And basically he said he had TBI. Okay. And the write-up basically said the person never submitted any evidence of this. Like they have no evidence that he even has a head injury. Like the person didn't submit the medical records. Now, normally the Coast Guard would have the medical records. So they probably look through it and didn't see anything. But when you're, again, I talked about this last week, when you're submitting an application, you got, you got to show them like, oh, wow, here's my medical records. I had an honest to goodness traumatic beard injury. Well, that could certainly affect your ability to do your job. But you can't just say it. You have to provide evidence, right? It's got to, you know, attach some medical records, even if it's civilian medical records from after you were separated, showing you had it. And it was, you know, that this young guy got it like five years ago when he was in the Coast Guard. But again, it was denied because he didn't present anything. Like he didn't present any substantive evidence to rebut his reason for discharge. Of course, they're going to deny it. So this is the learning lesson, the teaching point here. If you're going to submit an application, don't you, you gotta, you know, you gotta put in some effort and substantiate it. The board, they will like, they have a doctorate. Well, in the air force, you know, every, actually it's a little different now, but in a board that has a medical contention, they're going to have a, a doctor be looking at that, like a medical personnel that will look through the records and see, okay, is there anything about some TBI? So I'm sure that happened and they didn't see it. Otherwise they would have mentioned it. And since it's not in the records, and the person did not present anything, even post-service showing he had a TBI, they denied it. So that's, again, the, the lesson here. You've got to substantiate. What, otherwise, don't waste your time. You're going to submit an application, wait a year, it's going to get denied. Why waste your time? The months are going to pass where you could have put a viable package in and it got it granted. So that was a pretty quick um, case. The person was in it apparently like a year year and four months, not in that long, but that's irrelevant. I mean, if he had a TBI and there was some nexus to the misconduct in this case, I'm thinking he's not able to do his job. They would have perhaps like granted the, the upgrade. So, I mean, they could have, at least they would have a basis. So that's a short one today. Um, but that, you know, does have that teaching point. Again, you got to present the facts to show why it should be upgraded. All right, so I want to have a, a, a I want to share with you a little life um, life lesson here too. Um, one of the most important I've discussed this on another podcast, but this is so so important to anyone, whether you're young, old, it doesn't matter. The most important thing that you need to do if you're um, wow, I'm sorry, one second, my. Uh, <laughs> my uh, website where I was recording kind of disappeared. So I'm sorry about that. Um, so the most important thing to accomplish things in life, if you want to accomplish anything, like you're working on a project, you need to get something done, you know, you're studying for a test. The most important thing that is a superpower is focus. And with today's technology and iPhones and apps and all that stuff, I don't know how kids honestly get anything done because it's, it's addictive. It is like I'm a grown person and I, it's addictive, right? How do I get stuff done? I put my phone away. I mean, honestly, you just put it away. If you want to like check emails every hour, if you're working on a project, then put on like a timer. So every hour you could look at it or every two hours. But if you want to get anything accomplished in life, you can't have it when you got this going on, 
you know, other things in the background, your phone getting going off, you know, email notifications, you're not going to get anything done. A focus is a superpower. I know if I focus, I can get in two hours, what would have taken me eight hours if I was busy doing other stuff, checking email, you know, doing something on some errand. No, like, so I go into a room, right? I have a legal case to look at. I work better in the morning. Also pick the time your brain functions better. I'm a morning person. So I don't write briefs like late at night. That's when I want to like read and, you know, goof off. And it's in the morning and my brain power is strong and I can concentrate and focus. Right. And I put away my phones, you know, turn that stuff off and, you know, anything that's going to give you notifications, you don't want to be distracted focus, focus on what you're doing. If you could like train your brain to focus for an hour, you will get what people honestly get done in seven hours because they're like busy doing 10 other things. Um, and I've said this before, but like that, that's the superpower. They had asked Warren Buffett and Michael, uh, not, uh, Bill Gates, basically like what their secret to, I mean, obviously they're successful, right? Whether you like them or not, they're successful. Both of those, they asked them each separately. Like they didn't ask them while they were together. Like what's your superpower, your secret to success. And they both said, focus, they're able to like, just focus on, you know, just focus in on something and get stuff done. I mean, look at the, this, I read this somewhere, but the analogy of focus, like if you're not focused, your energy is dissipated. Like it's going all over the place. Whereas, you know, if you're like, you take a leaf when you're a kid, I remember doing this and you take a magnifying glass and, you know, you shine it with the light and you could like burn something through a leaf, right? From the sun. Well, that's because it's like, you're focusing the rays of sun right on that spot, right? Focus. See how powerful focus is. You really, I mean, I used to tell my kids this too. And you know, with them, it's, they're young. It's, it's a lot harder. I think they've probably figured out ways. I'm pretty sure to not get distracted. Otherwise they couldn't get anything done. I sometimes try not to te text them during the day. Cause I'm like, well, they should be like working or doing something in the lab or researching. So they probably aren't going to have time to be responding or I don't want to distract them actually. So I try not even contact them during the day, but that's the, the superpower. Like get your, turn your phone off, put it in another room. Like the phone is the big thing. Cause that's like your computer, like your computer in your hand, right? That's got a million apps on it. It's great. My, I love my iPhone. It's got all types of apps that help me with tons of things, timers and this. And, but if you're going to get something done and you're in your office and you're focusing, like get that thing away from you, put it and put a timer on. If you want to be able to every hour, check your email or do something, put a timer. So you have a, an hour of focus, or if you can do it for two hours, but I will tell you, I get more done in, in two hours than people who maybe work for eight, nine hours where they're like distracted. I mean, you, you could just knock out all your work in two or three hours in the morning. If you focus, it's honest to goodness, true. It's the superpower. So read up on that. I, I think, um, if you're able to focus, you will get so much more done in so little time. And that's a superpower. You don't have to be working 10 hours a day because you're going to be focusing and get all this stuff done. And then pick the time of the day that you work better. Like some people are night hours, night owls, and they, I don't know, 10 or 11, their, their, their brain starts functioning and they could do stuff. I don't do that. I've only done that when I'm, you know, I've had cases or something done or law school. Where you, like I honestly pulled a what an all nighter one time. Cause I had a deadline on a, in, in this like career in my job, like as a, having a law firm, uh, my law practice, 
I, I was on a deadline and I had to get, you know, I wasn't able to finish something. So I was like proofreading, but I pulled, I was up all night. And then after a certain point, your brain, my brain just like goes into, I was quite alert, even though it's not normal for me. I was quite alert because I passed that one input part in your brain where it's, you're really tired. Like once you go past that, then I was able to function, but I don't recommend, <laughs> I don't recommend that. So Anyway, focus. It is a superpower. So I hope you try some little experiments with yourself on how to learn how to focus better. Picking the time of day your brain works better is more able to concentrate on things that you really need to focus on. And yeah, so that's my life lesson tip for the day. It definitely works for me. And I, I wish you all the best. And as always, never, ever give up because there is always hope.